everyone and welcome to a special edition of Left Back on the Bench podcast. You're probably wondering, why is this a special episode of Left Back on the Bench podcast? Well, I think we're approaching 25 episodes, released episodes, that's, that is, which is actually a big achievement, isn't it, Charlie? 25 episodes. Yeah. It's pretty good that th- we've got that far, I guess. I think the whole concept of us doing a podcast was to keep ourselves entertained. It was just a boredom lockdown, thing, wasn't it, it? when yeah. we started? And we were kind of like, I think, where there was no football on, you and me were both watching like a lot of like football docs, YouTube channels, podcasts about football. It was kind of like, well, you know, we might as well just do a little like... Originally, it was like a banter one because yeah. like, we have nothing to talk about. So we might as well chat football and record it and see mm-hmm. how it be. Yeah. The funny thing is, is like there's so like you said, like all these episodes that we did that never got released because they just didn't work out. Nah. The quality wasn't good, or the or the content we ran f- too long. Yeah, it ran too long. We kind of had to work out because there was arguments at one point where I thought originally we should have done like hour and a half sort of podcast. Yeah, Lucas, I don't think we should keep him shorter. Yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know. So I think where we're at now, but like between forty-five and an hour, yeah, it's pretty it's... good. Like we never really hit an hour anymore, which is. I quite agree now it's a good it is it is because when you actually listen to a podcast and you see it's an hour and a half you just think to yourself like sometimes I like that I do like I a like long ranty as... one like if you go like if, you, if you're that bored and it's like oh I can kill an hour and a half with this well I normally I normally listen to most of my podcasts at work so an hour and a half is actually really good but we were really pushing it with like um the one I remember the most was we did the um I guess like a fantasy draft of um players we'd like to see in the Prem. Yeah, well, it was like European players who had never played in the Prem before and we broke it down into like three categories, attacking players, defensive players and out of like, like legends. So guys who might not be in their prime anymore, but you would like to have seen them when they were like top of their game in their respective league. And then the issue was because we had like so many categories because it was originally it was maybe La Liga, Bundesliga, Syria, and then rest of the world. Yeah. You said we should do the French League as a separate one. And I was like, okay, we can do that. That's five categories of like, we got to go, we got to do and try and keep it. Same of a de- And have a decent, de- decent depth going into the, like, why we chose our people. Yeah. And it kind of just didn't work out because we were going in depth, talking about these different like leagues and players. And I think the first one we were like, damn, we feel like two hours. We got to I cut know, this. I know. I remember we did the first one for about two hours long, and I mean, well, we got we got to do this. I mean, we we got to do the other ones why separate. Did we stop. I think we stopped because either me or you had to go for dinner. Well, I think that in general, we just realised we were like it was too long. Yeah, and, and, and sitting there, you needed a pee. I needed a pee it, desperately. If you listen the to the combined list together, the two episodes, it would have been like four hours. Yeah, which I don't think anyone wants like, to listen to. Who'd listen to four hours of us talking? You know, and all the rest of the world leagues were like, you know, we're talking about Scottish players, we, and Scottish we, Prem. We were actually uh, the busy. We were actually babbling, anyways. But well, I, even then, we struggled a couple with some of our picks because I feel like Liga and Bundesliga, which are leagues that we know more and appreciate a lot of the players to win there. Yeah, found them really easy. Syria and Liga, and there was a bit of struggle because we didn't want to just be boring and be like, "Oh, who's your attacking player from the Liga?" Oh, I went for Mbappe. I also went for Mbappe because yeah, he's good. Neymar, yeah. So we just... wanted to like try and look at like Lille players, Leon players, Monaco players, try and try and look at the actual talent in that 
division. And yeah. see if there's anyone that we were really surprised with by. You, if, you, if you look at that division, that division's actually got a few tasty players. And not, not, not players that, oh yeah, they'd get into a first team in the Prem, but there's tasty players which you think, give them a two, three years in the Prem, they're actually going to be a good player. I think it does sort of like, it's kind of people take piss because it's like the whole Farmers League mentality. Which it technically is. But it, I think that's not like, it's, an, it's, it's a derogatory term, but derogatory term. But at the same time, it really just the points that like there is good talent in that league. Yeah, and it's all like you in like I think it's like um you look at like a lot of leagues across the world like the Dutch league similar, Portuguese league's pretty similar um and even well, like if you go across the pond to like um well the thing is Brazil the du- the Brazil's Dutch- like league is exactly like that where but Brazilian kids who play for them league that that league um they. But they, if you, they're gone before they're twenty. Yeah, but if you look, if you look, the Dutch, the Dutch leagues still a real renowned league, and not there's just not one team dominating it. That's the thing. I know Ajax for the past two years have dominated well, it. The, but the similar the, thing between like uh, they play good football. Well, I think the, the Portuguese league and the Dutch league are both like similar and different in that it's like a lot of the time it breaks down to three teams. Like the Portuguese league is like notorious for like since its inception, pretty much. Three teams have held that title, except for two rare occasions. What, they... Sporting, Port, and Benfica. Yeah, and they, it was like. Yeah, but it's and more, even it's... and even recently it wasn't like that because I think Sporting have been out of the mix for a while, so it's been more. Yeah, but it's more. Benfica, it's more. But it's more. Port. It's more than Paris in France, other than that miraculous Monaco season. PSG, yeah, but, but wait, we, it? we but that... we discussed this in the Scott when we were talking about the Scottish league in the episode before. Exactly, like, Scottish league. Yeah, but worse. I said like I think a lot of leagues are like that now. They break down to like two yeah. big teams, three big teams. Even in England, I feel like we, you know, we talk of a top six. Really, it's a top. We don't, two. we don't, you know. United haven't been in the conversation forever. Arsenal haven't been in the conversation forever. Chelsea here, there, and everywhere. Tottenham never been in the conversation really uh, in the modern era. Nah, Tottenham. We don't really, you know, we kind of look at like City and Liverpool right now as the two, yeah. and then you had like you know Chelsea appear occasionally. Um, Leicester had that weird stint, which is an amazing stint, but at the same time, we don't. It didn't change our perce- perception of Leicester as like this amazing big new club. It was still like, no, they're still Leicester from the Midlands, and like I think they're still the mentality. They're like a upper mid table side, speaking, despite how good they are. Speaking of Tottenham, have you watched that new documentary? I need to watch it. My dad was watching it, so it's actually pretty good. It's, but it's, 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 it's weird. It's actually pretty good. Like I've watched two episodes. I'm halfway through the third one, but. The first one was a bit shitty, and then the second, the second one was like, "Oh, this is interesting." I'm halfway through the third one, but the problem is, like, they don't show the Man United. You know the Man United game we yeah. played against Tottenham. Yeah. They don't show any well, of the highlights of that game. I was well disappointed. Not, not asking for too much spoilers. So, does it start? Does the episode air like start with the Mourinho era? Nah, nah, nah. They do talk about Poch a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that was I'd, from, say, I'd say the first it's first a, half hour is is the old that regime. That was that was the weird one, right? Because when I saw all the trailers for it, it seemed like so they're going to essentially talk mainly about the Mourinho stuff. So they're essentially talking about half a season. Yeah. Which I found like um, I just found weird that it was like, yeah, like are we just forgetting that Poch was the guy who did all this shit for your club because you just want to focus on this nutty Mourinho sort of episode or. Uh, uh, to be honest, Charlie, he's actually quite a good episode, really. No, no, I, I like Mourinho, it. Like, Mourinho, he's a character. Yeah, Mourinho is like perfect for that. He is like him and Guardiola are just perfect. Like, who would you? We should do another talk. What managers would be a great for great, a, great for um, okay, reality there's, TV? There's two, right? What? Um, well, 
did you ever watch the Neil Warnock documentary when he was managing oh, Sheffield yeah. United? Oh yeah, that that that's entertaining, but yeah, but it's it's just such a like banterous thing. If like if you don't understand like Championship football and like the level of nutty shit that you like experienced to this like running like a a lower English club, it, it's it's fucking mind boggling. And Neil Warnock is such a good character as that. I think he he to me and tip like um he defines, defines like old school mentality old school he? manager yeah. british manager which i know like sometimes it's he, he's almost and i think that's why i kind of like the fact that warnock's still hanging around because people criticize him like he's he's good for a promotion he won't keep you up and that but i always think he he used to me used to be the manager like he was good at getting results out of like not a lot of shit yeah and it really is like i think it's like the wonder thing like what, what would happen if he actually like had like a decent squad at his disposal to in a, in a Premier League team, who knows? I think he's really ever had like a big big team. To be honest, well, well that's the thing. A manager I'd like to see is um, I'd like to see Jurgen Klopp for one. Chris Wilder might be really good on that. Wilder's cool. I watched a few interviews with Wilder, and he seems to have a good sort of. Sean Dyche is another one. I've I've heard him. Dyche should be funny. I've heard him on um, the Peter Pouch Crouch Peter, Peter Pouch Peter Crouch Peter podcast. Crouch. He sounds like a bit of a lad, you know. Like he, he's interesting to listen to. The, as Di- well. the 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 crouch thing about him having to tell Dyche he was retiring when he was at Burnley is hilarious. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think I'm done. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think who else would be. Um, um, uh, Moyes. Yeah, just just because like the chaos Moyes. that surrounds Moyes, I think is like kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Because he's again, he's like a relic of like the old era of the Prem from like you know he led Everton early for, like, tw- early two thousand. Like he yeah. led Everton for years. I'd love to see how it's like this sort of this guy who's always been in in and around the Prem but never, never actually. Yeah, I know. What you you mean. know, guys I like him, Hodgson. Rogers would be fun to see. I don't know. Rogers seems a bit boring. Like, <laughs> I just, I just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't like watch a full series of Brendan Rogers. Don't like. It doesn't mean I don't like him. It's just like he's not entertaining enough. Like Carlo, Carlo Ancelotti and Duncan Ferguson would be good. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, I think, would be boring as shit. Yeah, like, Oli's a bit too. Like he's just too pa- bit too placid. Like, yeah, unless unless we got to like see an episode where we got a full Ollie meltdown, but I don't yeah, think I think yeah, that I wouldn't carry I a series. Don't, don't see that. Um, Bielsa would be good. Bielsa, Ac- they actually have one on Netflix. Yeah, anyways. they have the championship one. But, but, but I'd Biel- love to see like um Bielsa's but, first year yeah, in the Prem recorded Biel- in. But, but the problem is Bielsa don't speak English. Like, True, especially odd. when you you're, you're sitting there, you're lying in bed, you want something just to like tick you over the edge just before you fall asleep and that's what I don't really I don't know Netflix. man I think you can make a proper like RE football documentary if you have like Bielsa with like the subtitles yeah like... but yeah but when you're, when you know, you're like, t- it's like, when like a foreign tired, movie but when you're tired like I don't want to be sitting in bed tired and trying to trying to read subtitles I'm like normally I want something to listen to English and like my eyes are just dropping dropping well, I watched that Maradona in Mexico um, documentary with my dad right and it's funny because Netflix they because it's all like Spanish speaking people and stuff like that yeah and they dub everyone's voices. Oh, do they dub everyone? But it's so weird. Like, some dude trying to do, like, a weird Spanish accent. Oh, really? I he's, might actually watch he's it. He's trying then. to do, like, an Argentinian accent for Diego. He's like, and it's like, Diego, like, hey, guys, this is bullshit. And you're like, what is this? This is, like, not, this is not right. It's so weird. No. But anyways, um, we're going off track a bit. Yeah, we should probably get on to the um, topic. Basically, are this, this, I can't speak pronounced today. Basically, the topic we're going to be discussing is 
um, Premier League transfers and of this we, window. We all know, we all know that the Premier League transfer window isn't over, and I think it runs up until October, October the first. But the idea was because again with all the delays, and I talked about this on the previous. I talked about this on one of the episodes. I think or it, I can't remember, but we. I say it's, it's a weird situation of like... It's a messy... I think it was a messy one. Well, our, our fucking season starts in... Next week. Yeah, in sep- like 12th of September. So it's like... Well, today... This, like, literally a week from today, we were recording it on the Saturday, a week before the Premier there League. Will, there could be people starting their seasons and they'll still be buying players in or selling players. Which is good. But then, you know what I mean? We're going to have to like... There might be teams who are going to be like making these emergency buys. Yeah, but that's Trying good. to get people match that's ready good. and connect like to... That's good. No, it's good, but it's... It's weird. Yeah. Just to is. sort of see the, the run is. of stuff. But, but yeah. Do you wanna kick off who do you like? Your first transfer you like that what this episode is what transfers we like we, we've already liked. Um where they fit in. I'm gonna start with um Leeds. Oh yeah. I like the um Rod uh, Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Ooh, I really like okay. That okay. I think my issue f- for Leeds for a while in the championship was they didn't have like an out and out goal scoring striker for me personally. Yeah. And Ke- and Ketia was only there as a lone player. I didn't see him ever staying at Leeds. I think Bielsa knew he wasn't staying, which is why he was kind of like not keen on keeping him. Yeah. And Bamford, while I think he's he's alright, personally. I just don't think he's like um I don't know if he's like the out and out striker they need. I don't know if he's gonna be like able to keep him alive and get him you know, like sometimes in a match where your team could be down in the playing dumps dog and shit, were, yeah. But then you have like some of these teams who have like a Vardy, a Kane, a Jimenez, like an out-and-out fucking goal scorer who's still and the Bamiang who's gonna get you goals and keep you alive in the fucking race. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. And you know, he plays for a pretty decent team like Valencia. Yeah, good, good Spanish side. Um, I think I can't remember what his stats were from this season. I don't. He didn't score many goals this season. Seven goals in thirty-four, which I. <sighs> but the thing, but the thing is, I understand what you're saying. And Rodrigo, with Rodrigo, he's a player that Bielsa wants, and I think Bielsa's admired Rodrigo for a long time. Twenty-nine years old, good yeah, age. Yeah, he, he's probably he's probably he's probably played against it. He's probably man- managed a team who has played against Rodrigo. Well, I think it's that thing of like a guy like Rodrigo committing to leave Spain and go to Leeds. to a Leeds. It's the it power puts, that Bielsa's pulling power Bielsa's got, yeah, hasn't he? It's a good... The idea of like... Because I think he, Bielsa could be one of them, right? Where a lot of people would like... Similar to what I feel like a Mourinho could be. Yeah. Where it's like the idea of playing for like this mad genius manager. Yeah, you want to do it. And there'll be like a lot of players who are like, yeah, I could play for like Bielsa. That's crazy. Yeah. It might turn a lot of people off because they'll hear about this nut job who sits on his bucket and... Bucket. You know, Bucket. works his play, yeah. <laughs> works his players to death, makes them pick up litter and shit like that, and they'll be like, "Fuck I, this!" Like, you no, know, I just it, it'll be like he'll be a a lightning rod style. I think, player. yeah, I I I do like that. I do like that signing. I thought, I thought they they could have gotten a few other players instead of him, but listen, he's a Spanish, he's a Spanish international player. He plays for Spain, so. I know his goal output isn't the greatest, but there is something that why is Spain keeping them playing? Like you've got players like Morata still yeah. plays for Spain. Like why, he have, why is he in the Spain squad if he's shit? Do you know what I mean? I like to think that like, and I think with this is the thing with Bielsa, right? He I, seems like he wouldn't be the type to just sort of like 
make a make a move without having a plan. And I feel he's no. going to have a plan no. involving Rodrigo if he's going to fuck like you know, or he's going to have a, he's going to work out some sort of way to get him involved in that team to a to a decent effect. Yeah, yeah. I, I as I say, I think it's an upgrade from Bamford, and no I shade think, on Bamford. I, I think he's I a good think, worker. I think Rodrigo is a Bamford, just a bit more class than him. Not not like the the posh class that Patrick Bamford is, but. <laughs> No, I'm not saying anything. I, I like him. He's a good player. Well, works hard. Works hard. Works hard, and that's that's what we want from a player. But I just think he Rodrigo's got that bit of something. Like you remember? Did you watch the Spain versus Germany game? Yeah. Did you see bit. that second half where literally he had his back to goal turned and shot and just went over? That summer that I think Bielsa sees in him. So he's got that pizzazz, and he's a goal scorer as well. He's a bit of a number nine. Yeah, he, he moves like a number nine he's, properly. He's a, I don't think he's an out and out 30, 30 uh, goals a season no. striker, but that Leeds team doesn't really need a 30 They, they haven't really had anyone who's had like a definite no, score but, more than the other. But that's the thing. But that's the thing. Leeds, Leeds I don't think Leeds are a team that needs an out and out like a, like a, a 30, 30 goal goal. You and I have discussed this before, right? Sometimes I think when you come from a championship relying on like one person with a like yeah. real high goal output, it puts a lot of pressure on them to like match it in the prem. And sometimes Timo Puki, prime example. Puki, Mitrovic, I think yeah. for a while was similar. Like there's always these guys who will be out bang twenty plus goals a season in the championship, and I think it doesn't always translate well to no. the prem. That's why I thought you know had had they gone up, Brentford would have had, would have had a decent chance of doing something different yeah because yeah. it was because it was three three people who were getting involved in yeah, goal yeah, outputs yeah. assists changing you know you can't really predict it whereas i feel like if you know they're gonna fo- you have a focal point striker yeah teams teams can work away to but, take them out of the game but even Banton patrick bamford he's still gonna get game time like i don't yeah, think definitely. rodrigo is gonna play every single game no, but no, i think no. bielsa likes the fact that they do have Two strikers which play in a similar mould that he wants to play. He in. can play on the uh, wing as well, I believe, as yeah, well. So you can. I think Leeds have got some. They've got some steady wingers there, Leeds. But they'll be an interesting team this season. Uh, just, uh, to be honest, I think I think it's a shame they couldn't get Ben White back. Really, like Ben White has been superb, and I think Ben White actually wanted to come back, but I just didn't think Brighton wanted to let him go for was it twenty five million? I think the highest bid was. Yeah, which is a shame, really, because I feel like I don't know unless they have a plan for White at Brighton. But I feel he was a good, he was a good, he was doing really good for Leeds in that role. And it's just like I know, like um, my manager's a Leeds fan, and she was a bit gutted because she was, I was, she was hoping that uh, they'd keep Ben White. Yeah, I, I was hoping they keep Ben White. I think he, I think he played really well in the Championship, and there's. As I say, some sometimes you don't go to from the championship and you be a star in the Premier League. It takes some time, but Brighton Brighton's defence is actually looking pretty tasty. They've re-signed Lewis Dunk, they've got re-signed Ben White as well. They're not too bad, and under Graham Potter, Ben White seems like a player that Graham Potter could use in a a really good way. But I'm going to go over to my pick, and um, it's a surprising one because. Um, because this is a team, this was a man. He was linked to Man United, but I think Arsenal were there before Man United. His name's Gabriel, and I actually like Gabriel as a defender. I think he works in Arteta's system quite well because as he's a he's a ball playing centre back, but with eighty four percent of is his passing percentage is eighty four, which for a centre back is actually really good. And playing in league and where 
yeah, okay, you've got it's not the it's not the greatest league, but still it's a good percentage. And um, I've been impressed with him. I'm impressed with his um, over-the-top through balls. Like, he loves pinging these long, deep balls, which, especially with Arsenal's pace up front, that could be deadly. And I could see him and uh, Salibe forming a, a nice partnership over the over the coming years. Plus, his defensive abilities are brilliant. Like, you watch, you watch these highlights on YouTube and they you see, oh, he's great tackles, he's... he's mad tackles but there's something that's really like which i really like about him and it's 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 the way he cuts out the lanes like for example you know when you know when man united play seville and harry Maguire did that fucked up he was defending no one on that first go on that goal yeah right? i know what he means. that's what that's what gabriel was good at he's good at getting the getting to the ball when it's crossed in I'm, cutting out them lanes do you think he'll play in a back four or back three in part of Arsenal, um, I just think the back three is safer for Arsenal personally. I think it's safer for Arsenal personally, but I don't think going forward, I don't think it is like all right. It's well, well, all well and good playing against Liverpool and Cities as a back three, but you see against Aston Villa towards the end of the season where they struggle to create anything in, when they're playing in a back three. Because they, because the mid, they don't, you don't have as many midfielders in there essentially. I think they. This is the thing with like the structuring now, right? I think the Gabriel one, if they got, if he is like you know a proper ball playing centre back, yeah. One that that, that it's, it feels like he's going to be the ball playing centre back they go with going forward, because really the other ball playing centre back in that team is David Luiz. Well, William Saliba is another really good player. Yeah, but I feel with like you, I just think he's too young at the moment. You want to be. Well, I feel like the this is my thing, right? I'm like I'm trying to work out who would be the the go to pairing because well, holding's fucking off to Newcastle. Yeah, I, I hear I hear that as well. I don't think there's enough faith in Socrates, Socrates and Mustafi. I think Socrates they're trying to get they're trying to get I shift think off. Mustafi, Mustafi has played decently. He's played decently at times, but he had he had some shit old games before the yeah. But as I say, as I say, like. At least you've got you're comfortable. You'll have, you'll probably be comfortable with Pablo Mari. I think I think they're quite comfortable with him. They've got him back. Well, yeah, Mari could be an option. I think I think David Luiz since he's since that game against Manchester City, he's been a different player. Which I think the back three suits him as, as a centre back. I just personally. think if, if one of them's going to be if if they do put them two in a defence together, even if they both could be ball, they're both ball playing centre backs, both could be decent ball playing centre backs. I don't necessarily know you need both of them to be doing that job, but one of them might want to um, have to sit back. But that, that's that's why... That's... And, like, be, the, be the sort of... Because that's what I thought when they played the uh, back three with... Um, the, against... Well, not even back It was more back four than anything, really. Against who? I feel with... Uh, against Liverpool. What? The, uh, in the uh, community shield? Yeah, I think Holden and David Luiz together worked really well because David Luiz, we know, likes to dri- dribble on the ball a lot. Which as a centre back is a dangerous fucking thing sometimes if you get a bit too cocky with it. Yeah. But I think holding in his role, which was like, you know, he's big Rob Holding. He's just there to like just just cut out. Any he was literally there. just there to sit still, like hold. He was just holding yeah. in <laughs> this position. Excuse De- the pun, yeah. Too, guys. Def- defending, um, you know, he he was doing the main defensive side of things. Let gave David Luiz enough sort of leeway to go forward. And I think one of them two, if it if they do involve Gabriel and Luiz together. They might need to work out who's going to be the one to sit and be the defensive, the more defensively minded centre back. 
which is weird when you have to talk a, a defensively minded defender, but we know David Luiz likes dribbling forward. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Fernand used to do it all the time. Yeah. But yeah. Fernand always had like a village behind him. Exactly. It was exactly. going to be a bit more. Stays there, makes some tackles. Yeah. Um, but the but another good thing about Gabriel is he's pacey, and I've watched I've watched a few I've actually done a bit of research on him and I've watched a few games I managed to find him on YouTube where you see you see the attacker he's, he's the attacker's just got past the line of defence he's onside and Gabriel's just actually sprinted up caught up with him and made the last ditch tackle which especially in the Premier League when you know. These teams, especially like Arsenal, who are playing some sort of a not a ticky tacker, they start. They are sort of playing a Guardiola style of football where the defensive line is going to be high. So if you've got pacey players who can actually come back and recover the ball recoveries, he's really good. And plus, he's a reactive defender. He's not. He's going to react to the situation. He's not going to think two steps ahead, which. I think Arsenal at the moment need a proactive defender just to have a level head on him because. When Gabriel was playing for Lille, he had um, Jose Font, who's the former Southampton West Ham player, which he's got years and years of experience playing in so many different leagues. So he knows he's sometimes he's two steps ahead of the attacker, which that's what Gabriel probably needs to do. But he's a young 22-year-old, plus 23 million. Bit of a bargain, really, isn't it? Bit of a bargain this day and age. They bought... They bought Pepe from Lille for seventy million. They bought him for twenty three. Like thinking, what 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 are Lille doing? Like they they nearly robbed Arsenal, which Arsenal taking legal battles in, I think. And then you've got and then you're getting Gabriel for like twenty three million. You're thinking, Cut. I think it's just how you like we you've missed the value thing forever. It's yeah, been dodgy between the disparity between defensive players and attacking players. Yeah, exactly. We've always charged more for an attacking player in football. Yeah, of course, because they, <laughs> they they win your games. Yeah, theoretically, but I think now it's almost like it's changing a little bit. Yeah, defenders are getting more expensive. If when everyone, because I think everyone sort of now wants like a definite like this guy could save you a fucking match centre back, so they're willing to pay out nowadays. Yeah. But like, at the same time, I feel like yeah, like a Van Dyke, pretty in, much. And inflation, like in football, is always like a big thing. Like prices go up because we value things like. Slightly different, you know. Yeah, well, I think not even that, but I think some teams are like, "Yo, man, we rate this kid fucking twenty million, but it's like, how much do you want to pay to rate him?" Like, you know, like, mm. you know, United broke the transfer market so many times, just having to pay out for big, known players, experienced yeah. players, English players. I think well. this is the one thing now is that like, it's going to be such a head fuck when you're doing this to like guys who are like, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. You know what I mean? Like these, these ages, like where you're like putting a you're putting a price tag on like a teenager a lot of the time or a young lad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where it's like this kid's now 80 mil. It's yeah. Like, that's fucking just, crazy. Like Jal Felix, 120 mil. It's just, just and stuff I think like that, that. That's put a lot of unnecessary pressure on Jal because it's now like everyone looks at him and it's like, he's got to be, he's got to do it at a level because it's yeah. almost like he can't. He can't, yeah, he can't be waiting. He needs to do it and he's pretty much the heir, heir to Griezmann's throne at Atletico and He's think, a good player, but I think great, like, like, the that, last big that, game. That it's almost like people are going to criticise the price they paid for him. Yeah, of if course, he doesn't but, do anything, but I'm like, yeah. it's not his fault. No, it's not. That's how the clubs want to do business. It's you know one of them. But okay, who's your who's your next player you like? I'm going for a weird one, right? Right, okay. I'm going for Ebelichi Eze, 
QPR to Crystal yeah. Palace. Okay. I hate it because I have a soft spot QPR. Like, I have a lot of family who are QPR fans. They ain't been good for <laughs> season, nah. to be honest. They've been very average. Yeah. He felt like a difference-making player. Great fucking like little midfielder. And I feel like to see him take the next level to a team like Palace, it's good because I think it's like he ain't... They're going for like 16-odd mil. Which, you know, for a championship-level player, probably about right for his age. At the same time, though, if he impresses at Palace, I think the ceiling is like... The ceiling, higher, yeah. yeah, and I think you know Palace is a solid team to do it on. They're not a shit house team that you're going to be struggling, getting lost in the shuffle with, of like getting battered all the time. And it's not like um, a top six side where it's like, well, we You've bought got you so much pressure. Well, not even you? that, but it's like we buy you as a backup. Yeah, or you're going to sit on the bench and you're going to wait for your time. Yeah, like players like that, 16 million championship yeah. players, City, Liverpool. They only put, they only buy them if they want to shove them in the reserve team or if they want to keep them as a squad depth cup players. I think Palace is the great level for him. Yeah, I think so. He's a well. good, creative, forward-thinking midfielder. He can he can he can play like a variant of positions. Well, like, he's played on the wing a few times, I believe. He's played on the wing. He's played Which, as a set normal centre midfielder. He's played as a cam. I'm not saying he's at the same level, right? But if Zaha does leave, potential to try and get this kid, this lad involved and let him let him flourish under yeah, and I think, Zaha. I think you know he's. It's just cool to see that Palace team's getting old. Oh, yeah. And I think the idea of them bringing in new blood, especially a kid like that, who's got a great lot of upside to him. Mm-hmm. And he's a London kid as well. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Smart fucking buy. Mm. You know, I think it, it's him. Uh, it benefits the club. It benefits him. Yeah. And even if like, and like, if he does, you know, even if he stays like Palace at Palace level, that's not a bad place to be. No. You still have a decent career. But the thing if he is, impresses more, he could the ceiling could go so much higher. I think it's a win-win situation for Palace either way. If if the kid does good, they can make their money off him, it's, or they can keep him and they make their money off it's him. It's bad to say, isn't it? But like sixteen millions, fuck all in Six, football. Yeah, now, exactly. Isn't it? Sixteen million. It's fuck when all. You're pretty much in like a, a football recession That's, where everything's a bit cheaper. Listen, next year if the market gets bigger and bigger, he's worth about thirty million, thirty million plus. If he well, imagine if he has a good season. Oh, he'd be 50. You, you, you can only take it. Do you know Saar? Saar had one really good game. He's worth 50 million now. Which is, ridic- Which I is feel, ridiculous. I feel this lad at 22, he's had like a really good... And like, he's English. He'd be 100 million. Well, he's currently in the uh, under-21 squad. Yeah, he'd be 100 million. <laughs> yeah. He's English. He'd be 100 million. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. He definitely... He's, but you know, yeah, he can, he's a good player. He's a, re- he I'm, can play all over the midfield. Yeah. He, he plays both sides. I think there's definitely something you can and do. And he's as... got that, and he's got that killer instinct. You watch it. I've watched a few QPR games, and I've actually done just actually watched Eze and just did his movements really good. Like he can find these great positions that he, he finds the ball in, and he can actually do something on the ball. He was the one. Like I think when they lost, um, it was the lad who went back to Bristol for QPR. What? Nikita Wells. Naki Wells. Wells. When Naki Wells left, that sucked for him because they were like, "Well, we ain't got a good fucking striker now," but. When, when the announcement that Eze was going to Q- Crystal Palace happened, I knew a few. I follow. There's a couple of QPR fans I follow on Twitter and I, who I know, and they were like, "Mate, we are fucked next season without this guy." Yeah. There's just no like, because he was the guy in that team. He was. He was the guy, and he was the lifeblood of that team for, for a long time. I'm happy for him. I think it's yeah. Of course, you sometimes sometimes there's several players like that. I think I think when when there is real talent, 
in the championship. Yeah. You want to see them flourish. And sometimes it's hard when you're on like a mid-table championship side. Yeah. Like, I think we were really hyped when Bowen went to West Ham. Because uh, we, we knew this was a player. Yeah. And we knew if he got stuck at Hull. Yeah. He's just, you know, it's not where he... And even though West Ham's a good place for him. It was a good team to go to. Um, Matty Cash going to Aston Villa is a big deal. Yeah, that's a good signing. I like Matty Cash. He's, you I know, like slough boy. Slough boy. Great he player. Play, he can play wing, wing as well. Yeah, great player for Nottingham Forest. And I think, but you know, I think... I think he, him making that step up makes is letting people know that he's a player for the future. Yeah. He's still young as well, Matty Cash. Yeah, I'm, that's what I mean. Even if like Villa do have a another funny season, like... Yeah. It could it could get more it gets more eyes on you. Yeah, playing exactly. in the best leagues in the world gets more eyes on you. Exactly. There's so many players in the championship who are good, but it's almost like you don't pay attention until they get to the if they're not playoff teams or if they don't get promoted. And I think it really misjudges like who the best players are. I like Pookie. I think he's a fine middle table striker. Yeah. He won't a game changer though. Nah. And, he, and at his age, you're not looking at like the future. You look at like say. Like a Matty Cash, like an e- Eze, like what Bow- Bowen was before he made the step, Ben Rama, Ollie Watkins. There's always like great young players who people should be looking at. Yeah. Because they're playing in a hard fucking league. And if they're doing it and getting good numbers, I'm not saying they're going to fucking like, you know, they're not going to revolutionise a team. No, no. It's not. like when people, we bought Dan James and they had like two good games and everyone thought, He's oh, the next one big thing. Yeah, the next Ryan Beckham. Gates. He was still a young. He's still a young lad. He's yeah. And I think the and the grown. You can see. You can tell he's got. He's. he's but I'm saying pains. when motherfuckers are paying for like twenty quid for like these fucking twenty quid. No, sorry, I'm twenty. Like twenty. Oh, fucking well, no, when, when, they're paying, when they're paying like twenty mil for like fucking dudes from fucking Spain, Italy, all this shit. You don't know what you're getting. And I think you know you can. What pisses me off, right? This is in your own home soil. If you're a fucking manager of a big London club, you've got to literally just look across the road to Brentford or QBR to fucking um, Fulham. Yeah. You could, you, there is the talent there to look at, and you can find it there. Oh, West London, funny enough. West. But, um, yeah, no, that's, a, that's what I mean. You can. There's so many good players popping in and out of a championship. And, like, you know, it's, and it's good young talent. Yeah, of and, course. And not like, I'm, I'm not talking like an under-23s reserve kid who's going to flounder in the... At flounder in the prem as soon as he steps foot no these lads are playing FA Cup matches against big teams they're playing you know competitive like football because that's what I've had this argument for under 23s can get a little bit not deceptively unchallenging yeah it can look at Chong right for us yeah Chong was like I think two time two time young player of the year under 23 player of the year yeah we see him in the prem. I just, I just, I, I just, I just, I just think he, the way him going to Werder Bremen is good for him. But anyways, um, let's move on. I've got a player that I'm, I'm, I look, I'm looking forward to seeing. It's um, Donny Van der Beek, and I've been a big admirer of Donny Van der Beek for, I think, I think after Ajax incredible run into the Champions League semi-finals, he was the one, right? When there was hype around the three young Dutch lads in that team, uh, two, I think, De Jong and Delict. Delict, yeah. And isn't Van der Beek Dutch as well? Yeah, Van der Beek's yeah, Dutch. The, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, free, free, free. The three Dutch kids in the big Dutch team he do in the Champions League run, right? Everyone was like, 
And I think, like I said, there was the commentator for uh, BT when they got knocked out by Tottenham. And they were praising this run, right? They beat some fucking great sides. Oh, fucking hell. Beat Juventus, yeah, Real Juventus, Madrid. Remember, yeah. <laughs> nearly beat Spurs. Jesus. Wouldn't That's... be a great accomplishment, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if Spurs are on the other two's level, but still. Yeah, still. But, um, and I think it was this weirdly, like, almost like sadly poetic thing of like a young team that's come so far and this is probably going to be the last season they ever all play together ever again because they were all going to go to do bigger brighter things we see the lit go to Juventus we see the young go to Barcelona and what weirded me out I was like why the fuck is no one looking at Donny van der Beek mate? he's fucking mint like, I know like, we I was, look... I'm surprised it took an extra year for people to pick this guy up because I was like he's so good yeah exactly and well, I've been really impressed with him. I've got a few things that I'm really impressed with. Let me let me get my note tap. Oh, go on then, mate. Right, okay. His vision. One, I just think, you watch some of these highlights and you just look, he's got that Fernandez vision where he's got sometimes got these eyes in the back of his head. He's go. He's he's, he's got his back to, back to the player, literally croif the geezer and passes it on. You're thinking, man, that's, that's, that's talent. That's Do you think talent. that's like the standard for... Um... Dutch lads, you have to just be able to Cruyff turn. Yeah, yeah, I, th- <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think they've got to play in every position. Every, every, every Dutch player. There's not a shit fucking ball playing Dutch player. I think it's just like even it, the keepers it, are half decent. I think it's almost. I think it's like you. It's blasphemous if you don't know how to like Cruyff turn before you're like fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> you, also, you, you, look you, at, you disrespect this legend of our fucking country yeah, like that. Yeah. Fuck. What, what, why? What, why? He's he's a, he's a goat of Netherlands. <laughs> right. Back to the um, my notes. Uh, passing ability, he's got a really good range of passing ability. Um, I think it's not. I think it's not. It won't be as good as Paul Pogba, but I think he'll be a bit more consistent with his passing than Bruno Fernandez. It works in the great. Well, the Bruno for me, right, is a um, risk reward player. Yeah, which he's some, a high which risk, high reward player. I like, but at the same time, it can, also it can be... like especially when he was tired towards the end of the season, like all that high risk stuff. <laughs> It just you just lose the ball. You're like, for fuck's sake, what are you doing? It's like a bollocks statistics game, isn't it? Yeah. Where someone might say, like, if you you know if you have like a dog shit striker, right? And to defend him, you're like, oh mate, he takes like a uh, twenty shots a fucking game. He's fucking min. It's like you know he's yeah, getting... he gets in them great positions, but, but I mean, he can't I mean, finish. Yeah, for but, fuck. yeah. But then you go like, how many uh, did he actually convert though? And it's like, yeah, oh two, three, <laughs> <laughs> two. <laughs> you're like, and I think that's the thing with Bruno. Sometimes, sometimes it's min because it's the yeah. high risk, high reward stuff. A lot of the time as well, though, he does send the ball fucking sideways or he just touches it badly. So someone who's a little bit more consistent would be nice. Yeah. Just thinks about it more. Yeah. To sort um, of counteract the Bruno effect. Yeah, his off-the-ball movement's really well good. You see you see, you see, see him... What I see with Bruno and Pogba sometimes is they'll pass it, but they'll just stand there. They'll stand there wanting the ball. With Van der Beek... You watch him, even watch you watch him against Ajax and Netherlands, right? You see him, he'll make the pass, he'll make the move, he'll move on. He, he he's one of these players who love the little one two. Like he'd love like one two quick and then he'd be in a good position and then he's in a, a really good position to score. Um uh, do you remember the Tottenham do you know do you know the first leg against against Tottenham? Well, they were like three Tottenham. nil or two nil. No, that two is nil, one nil. It, it was one nil, nil. Van der Beek one. scored, right? One, what a centre attacking midfielder. Why are you like the highest one up in the pitch? Do you know what I mean? Like that that's to that's me, really good. What I like as well, and it's like he he covers a lot of grounds for like what you want like he can do different roles in the midfield. Yeah. And I think with 
Because we've had to defend this a few times as like Manchester United fans. Are like, why do you need another midfielder? You got Pogba, you got Bruno, you have all these other fucking midfielders like Fred, McTominay, Matic. Yeah, like, but you need an. Anta- you, what, what what else are you gonna? Be- oh, oh, fuck, oh, we're losing. Oh, let's bring on Fred. Oh, great, bring on Fred. You can't if you bring on yeah. Oh, we're losing. Ah, oh, Van der Beek's in the. To bench. be credit to them, Fred and McTominay. They're better backups than fucking Lingard and Pereira in that midfield. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I know what you mean. Fred's yeah, never going, been... Going, for, going forward. Fred Fred going forward's a bit... I think he's a mint ball. He's mint on the ball, good passing. He well, can't, he, at times. I, I at think um, uh, Jay Motti, who from uh, Stratford Paddock, described it best. Fred is mint up until he doesn't shoot, until he, until he has to shoot. Yeah. If he didn't shoot, you'd just think like, oh, he's fucking class, right? But because he takes so many attempts, like free kick shots and stuff like that, you just think like, mate, don't you? You don't have that touch. And I think you know with Van der Beek, I mean, there's definitely more of a. He's got more to his game. Yes, he's got more definitely. to his game. And I think the price tag we got from him. Oh, wicked! When everyone was panicking, we were going to drop fucking eighty mil on Grealish or something like that. Van der Beek, seventy mil. Similar age, twenty three. Twenty three, yeah. Twenty three years old, thirty five. Mill with add-ons. 39 mil plus add-ons. So. Which ain't bad. Because he was rated about 30, 35. Well, yeah, but like, And normally situations like that, situations we get, we we get, get fucking, fucking mugged. It'd be, it would have been 60 million, guaranteed. I think it'd be more. I they could try getting him up for like 70. Yeah. But um, the price tag's good. Plus, um, his awareness, right, you... For those at home, if you want to do your some homework, do some bit of research for Van der Beek, his awareness is brilliant. Like, you see the two goals in the Champions League, right? I know the Juventus one, he was, yeah, he was he, he was onside by a mile because I think it was De Cilio was keeping him on. But you see him, I think it was him and Chiellini, one of, one of the two Juventus defenders. He just, he was just kept on. He stayed, he managed to stay onside and he scored the goal against Juventus. And then the Tottenham goal, well, I was just explaining earlier, he kept onside. Midfielder keeping onside, that's really good awareness. And he loved bombing it in the box, which Man United need a player who can actually bomb it into the box. And not just skyrocket it no. or like hit the post. No, or, or just like stand out, stand stand in the middle of the stand outside the box. Like waiting, Fred. Like Fred and Popper <laughs> and Fernandes like Fred. sometimes. Just like, again, don't shoot. Don't You'd shoot, be better yeah. if you don't didn't shoot. shoot. That's yes. all you got to do. Yeah, don't shoot. We but... would be like less. Con- we'd be less critical of your fucking shit. Because to be fair, Fred, again, Fred had a great season. But what really taints it is the fact that he shoots. But yeah, yeah. Van der Beek, I think he's a great, great buy. It was just nice that we actually finally got a transfer done. And it generally feels like a transfer that I think to be excited about. Yeah. Not like. When we were talking about getting, and this is no shade on the guy, when we were talking about getting David Brooks from Bournemouth, I'm like, we oh, don't need off. another like young fucking. Fuck. He'd probably pro- be the thing is, he'd probably be more expensive than Van der Beek. Yeah, English. and he's not as good. And Van, yeah, but he's Welsh. He's not English. He's Welsh. Yeah, 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 same. No, sim- sim- similar situation though, isn't it? Like you're yeah. still playing in the Prem and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but like it's just not. We'd have busted to like, you know, that was. I mean, this is the comparison, right? We got a top level Dutch player. Yeah. For just under 40 mil. Mm-hmm. They were talking about fucking buying David Brooks, who's from a fucking relegated Bournemouth side. For 40 mil? This guy's going to be fucking in the championship next year. Yeah, fuck him. Especially when we got a championship fucking winger from Wales. Yeah. For like, was it 16 something? 16 million, yeah. yeah. We, we have that in Dan James. We don't need another fucking one. Listen, do you know whose fault it is? It's City's fault. 
You pay 40 for Ake, they're going to think, oh, we can get loads of money off City and Man United. Let's do you want to charge? Speaking what? of that, right, do we yeah. want to talk about some signings that we feel are like... That's what I was going to say. Up Before, in the air. I think we've, we haven't got long left. Um, Quick, we'll do one each. We'll do one each. Yeah, yeah, you go first. You take. You well, you take said him. Ones. I think we should talk about him. Well, Ake, to be honest with you, mate, I don't actually think Ake is a bad signing. I like Ake. I, think I like Ake. I like Ake. I just think he worked well in Pep's Pep's fourth system, really. But he, he's a... I think the thing with Ake, right? He doesn't he, like heading the ball. He ain't built like a centre-back. No, he's, he's, he's not very, built like a centre-back. He's a bit sli- slighter. For, um, especially for, like, he was, like, the main... I'd say he was like the main centre back in that team. Well, yeah, before 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 they before they become a bit shit, Bournemouth were actually a solid. I team. told you right. The, they got unlucky with some injuries, right? Without Wilson and King, they were fucked without a decent striker. Yeah, exactly. But what I think really hurt that team was the fact that Aki was in that defence because you lost the one guy who was like. And you say he don't like heading the ball. I remember, I think they played Liverpool and he had like a few decent headers on clearances and shit like that, like. He's a good defensive sort of um, centre-back, which I think you want. I think they need someone who can sit with Laporte and... Oh, this is, he's pretty much a ball-playing centre-back. And, you know I mean? and he's a Dutch centre-back, which they are he's renowned never, for being ball-playing. You know ball he's always played with these fuckers who they've slot into like defensive roles. Well, like Steve Cook. Steve Cook, or um, I think Lerma fucking might have played centre-back a couple of times. when Ler- And Lerma, who continuously got red-carded in fucking matches. Yellow card, red card. Oh, he's fucking... Brutal, mate. And I think um, Aki, right, playing with someone like Laporte, because it's like Laporte might be thinking, you know, I got, I've, I've had to play with fucking Stones and Otamendi and do a lot of the real brain generally work. With Aki, I think that's a young lad who's proven himself over a couple of good seasons that he is defensively minded, pretty good on the ball, good awareness. It probably has the bones of a decent partnership there. It does. It you got, does you, have you, got you still got like the older, more experienced Laporte to sort of be the the backline general, which I think he was always meant to be that replacement for company. Yeah. As like yeah. a general of the backline. And I think it doesn't is he's not got a like it ain't like Otomendi who's a bit old and shit. Like, like, not okay. That's critical, too critical. But Otomendi's out of his. He's out of prime. Yeah, old and shit. <laughs> All right, yeah, old and shit. And Stones, I just think it's it's gone with Stones. I just think I just think the lo- the love effect at City. I don't I I don't actually see him but playing again for I, City. I think um with Aki, that's a guy who's confidently played against top sides. Oh yeah, he's been and on had the... good games. Listen, if I was Ake, I'd Bournemouth were a bogey team at points, man. They fucked Chelsea. Like Chelsea couldn't beat them. Nah, but like a couple I... of se- like a season ago. If I'm Ake, I'm thinking, yeah, I've got half decent defence. In... I've got half decent midfield in front of me. Jesus Christ, I've I'm got not a good be fucking fucked. partner next to me. Not yeah, yeah, got an... oh, okay. Edison, not a bad keeper, but. Got an all right keeper, and you, you just—it's just—it's just better for him now. He, he's finally living up to that Chelsea player standing that you actually thought he was. I think the one that everyone's critical about again is the price tag. But then I think that was forty mil to to sit. But then 40. I made the defense right to City forty mil ain't shit. No, not not really. And it's and it's like a desperate. But but I think I think they were, I think City wanted to get that over the line before Man United did. Well, I think it was a desperation thing. They need they need a centre back who's reliable. Yeah, and and, and who's actually played in the Prem because there's no point getting some some guy from Spain who's never played in the Prem and doesn't know how physically demanding these strikers are. 
Imagine going up against someone like Chris Wood elbowing you well, like left front. Right, this is why we we talk. I've talked about like Aki doesn't look the most physical, but he, he fucking he hangs in there. In. He's, 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 he's tough. They get stuck in. There's, there's yeah. a reason why Pep Guardiola wanted him, not and paying forty million for him. If he was twenty million, I'd say yeah, okay, this is a backup. But you know he's paying he, um, forty million for him. He played in the match last night for Netherlands. Oh, did he? He was on the. I think. I think he might have started. No, nah, I, 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 I think Delict and Van Dijk. No, did. I don't think. Nah, he did. So I swear he did. Let me just double check. I don't think they were there. Yeah, no, Van Dyke was there. Van Dyke's always there. I think when I looked at the starting lineup, it looked like Aki was involved. Um, <laughs> yeah, but Aki was left back. So it's a versatile defender. Ah, yeah. So you've got a versatile. And City have struggled for left back options. But yeah, I think that's what I mean. I, I like. I like. I, I like Aki's signing. To 40 million to anyone else would be, for again, for a relegated, relegated centre back. Yeah. Might feel like you're getting ripped off. But in defence of City. 40 mil ain't shit to them. That's no. nothing. No, it's nothing, mate. Um, I'm going to make a sign-in. Um, I don't know. I, I, I've looked at the signings and I don't really like think I got, what the fuck they're doing. I kind of got one, maybe. Oh, okay. This is your one. I said, okay. I said, okay, is my one. Well, I think, I, I mean, we can just, just because it's like a... Alright, <sighs> cool, cool. Tiago Silva. Right, okay. I know... They Ti- got Tiago Silva's still got it. Don't get me wrong, but like, I think Tiago Silva's still got the talent. Or to maybe be... okay, maybe not Tiago then, because Tiago. No, I, no, I, ju- I, ju- I just, I just think personally the age is a bit of a concern, especially, especially when you're in the Premier League, you have we, to be a bit faster. We are fans of a team, right? That have made decisions like this, where you want to go for like proven worldies and that, right? And you pay whatever for the age, but for a proven player, yeah. You don't then consider the fact of like the age. No, you don't. Zlatan did a great job for us, right? But we knew at his age we were not going to have Zlatan forever. <laughs> and you know, but the money we paid on Zlatan, it really should have been, I think, gone to a a newer, a younger player. We got Zlatan. We got Zlatan for free. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like we could, you know, we've got to pay wages and stuff like that and all that shit. And I think you know you and he's knowing Zlatan, he probably has some high fucking wages. Yeah, fuck me. Yeah, I bet he has got some big ass. So, you know what I mean? You could be thinking about that. You could be a bit more frugal when you think about that sort of yeah. stuff. I mean, I think of like, you know, when we paid money for Schweinsteiger, <sighs> who was a banging player back in the day. Yeah. We probably got him about like three to five years too late. Really. <laughs> Two years too late. He mate. was fucking old. And he just didn't. He weren't the same player. And, you know, there's always this shit, man, where you want to go for like a proven, experienced player, but at the same time, thinking. Tiago Silva's there for like a year, right? Or, t- or two. Well, let's say like what he's got one good year, really. I think. Do you reckon one good year? And he's got to play with fucking either like what Rudiger, Christensen, or Zuma. Or maybe Tamori, maybe Tamori. If, if Tamori gets back involved. But yeah, no. I've, but they I've, really, I think, want to be thinking about a long-term plan for centre backs. If that's where you're thinking the worry is, which is why you brought Tiago Silva in. Mm, I, f- I think they just needed a quick fix at the moment. I think. Frank just wants to look at beefing up the attacking options. I find it. I find it like that. I always describe them sort of things though that they're patch up job signings. They're there to like patch a hole before it's filled. And but then the issue is, is like the patch up job doesn't last forever, and you have to think about. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like it's like putting a pass over a cut. It's only there temporarily. It's not going to be there 
to settle. It's yeah. just there as a me- temporary measure. I think, you know, I get the idea of an experienced player, but it, it still, to me, feels a bit... Iffy. Again, yeah, get, Chelsea yeah. are a team, get, though. they got plenty of money to go find oh, yeah, about they've been after. fucking spanking the money, well, we didn't, they? they? didn't really spend for a year. And Ibrahim... Um, Abramovich. Abramovich can always fucking throw cash about when he needs to. Yeah, he can. So it's not like... I don't know. I, I, I'm I just curious how Thiago, for a guy who's never played... In the Prem. He's played against a lot of Premier League teams, but he's never played against, like, he's never played uh, that fucking run of games in the... No. And he ain't going to be playing, like, top-level fucking players either. He's going to play, like, against some, like, rough-house fucking Burnley lads and yeah. Sheffield lads and I've, get the I've, shit kicked I've out of him. Personally, he struggled at the start of the season, but I think up until about... I'm saying November, December time, way Christmas time, he should be definitely getting into the zone. And that's my biggest issue with Chelsea making loads of signings. It's great making loads of signings, but at the start of the season, you're not going to gel as well as you will towards the back end of the season. Where I think, personally, I think, well, this is going to be the uh, another podcast uh, we're going to record actually later for you guys. But I just, I just think. Um, he will struggle at the start and get better towards the end. But that's just him growing in confidence with with the league and working out, OK, I'm an older centre-back. I don't have the pace no more. But I just need to know you use my use my noggin just to read the play a bit more. Because it's such a different league. You're going from a, from PSG when you've got players like Marquinhos and um, Kimpempe by your side. You're going to Rudiger and, yeah, let alone Kante. He's a good Zuma. player. Gunzuma, yeah, who's a bit rash. So, and you're playing, you're playing top quality. Uh, you're playing some Don't really wrong, good right. teams. Putting him with a Rudiger and Azuma, like if he could somehow lead them, like he has done with other players. Yeah, he's like, yeah. A, like he's, he's, he's like he's young, a backline leader. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what they need. And then you can like, if he could then sort of like, almost sort of like just not. I don't want to say baby him, but like. If he can kind of get a little bit of like a mentality of like telling Zuma where to go, who to like, Zuma's physically, Zuma's correct physically to his credit, great. Yeah, he's good, good, strong on strong player. Thiago could then just think about the ball playing, the more like movement, reading get, get, of re- getting get in players into position, reading of the game. He's yeah, just reads I, the game. I think he'll work well with um, Cesar Aspiliqueta, but I, I think as I say, I well, think yeah, Asby's another. I think that's two good leaders. Yeah. And then you got Zuma and um, Chilwell coming in. Yeah, and to Chilwell. Yeah. Chilwell's a good player. He's played in the Prem before. I think, you know, there's definitely... There's definitely improvement in that. It's potential. I just guess I'm team. curious to see where they go after Silver. Do they go for a nut? Do they try and hope, like, someone turns into that backline leader? Are I, gonna... I think that they, they, they might be banking on that uh, Saar coming in, the centre-back. They brought him for free. But anyways... Um, Char- that is the end of the podcast. So, Charlie, do you have any things you'd like to plug? Any um, birthdays coming up? Christmas presents? No, no, no. Hanukkahs, weddings? No, what, what, no. What? I think, um, you know, there was a couple of names we didn't get to talk about, which um, I guess I have a couple honourable mentions for, like, ones that I think could be good. Kai Havertz, obviously. Yeah. Um, Matt Do- Doherty to oh, yeah, Tottenham's a, a really good, a good one. Move, yeah. Um, I like that Pierre... Emil Hoiberg as well. Adam Carl Walker Peters going to Southampton. Yeah, Hoiberg's a pretty good player. Um, the lads going the couple play like Evans been making some fucking 
banging signings. Ever, ever, and a bit, ever, and a going under the radar here, but I just think I just to say it's going to be time to gel. They and need to gel that whole midfield together. Yeah, like I'm, I'm more just happy that he can still get into a team, but uh, Joe Hart to Tottenham. Oh yeah, hey, Joe Hart. Bless him. He's still he's getting into a team. Hopefully, he does. He's going on. A, he's going to a lovely, nice stadium. Sitting on the bench, getting his 100k a year, fucking... Hopefully uh, there is actually a plan for him and he's not just going to be like the third choice, like sitting on the bench the rest of his time. He'd probably probably be the FA Cup goalkeeper. But anyways, um, that is us from left back on the bench. As always, check us out on Twitter at left back back on the B2. Uh, I'm going to change it soon because I don't really like that. It's just too hard to remember. For Um, me... Yeah, and followers on uh, Facebook on Left Back on the Bench, and um, check out our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Google Podcasts, and most importantly, where we host our streams on Anchor. And Charlie, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. And um, thank you to everyone who has been listening. Um, we really love you listening. Um, but just a little small thing, just a tiny small thing. Um, just please um, come with some input, um, maybe a little review or stuff you want us to talk about. We're always open to ideas. If you ever want to come on, just drop us a DM on one of our Facebook pages, the Instagram page, uh, not Instagram, Twitter. Twitter page. If you want to come on, we're more than welcome to have you on. We'll figure a way out how we are going to get you on. But thank you again, Charlie, for this podcast. Always a pleasure, man. And uh, we are left back on the bench. And peace out. Safe. Safe.